0: So the question comes up about real estate records. Are real estate transactions a public record? What about closing statements? What about accessory documents? Well, real estate records by definition, by law, are public documents, a deed that's signed over to one person to another, a mortgage that's signed to finance a property, a lien against a property. Those are all public records. Where are they kept? Well, real estate records are retained in almost every state by county recorders office the county recorder don't confuse that with the county tax assessor that has to do with real estate the county tax assessor keeps track of how much properties are worth and how much taxes you got to pay that does not show the transfers it may show who they think the owner is because that's who they're gonna look for taxes but The person paying taxes could also be the accountant of the owner or an attorney or business manager. It doesn't have to be the owner. Usually it is though. Proper real estate records are kept by the county recorder or the clerk of recorder. It's called different things in different counties. There are 3,611 counties in the country. Every county has the records for the properties within that boundary of jurisdiction. So if the property is at 12 Main Street in a certain town. Wherever that town is located, in what county, that's where the real estate records will be. And they are literally kept as paper documents. You can walk in, it's called the deed book room. And there are big rows of books on the wall with all these deeds in it, or mortgages, or liens, or many other types of documents, but those are the most common. And they can be searched. They're searched by what's called an index, where you look up a name of a party, Joe Schmo. It'll give you a list of all the documents that Joe Schmo has recorded with their name on it and then you can look up the book and page because that's what it'll tell you. Joe Schmo, mortgage, this date, book and page number. And you literally pull that book off the shelf, flip to page 21, there's the document with Joe Schmo. And the document is listed by both parties, buyer and seller, although with the deed it's called grantor and grantee. It's not buyer and seller. So if you're doing an investigation, you want to look for those records but more importantly, you want to read the actual document. You just don't want to look to see a document exist or there was a deed. You want to read it through, step by step. It's called title forensics. You want to know everything about that deed. What's the language? Was there any kind of life estate? Was there a retention? Was there owner financing? There are so many pieces of information on that deed that are helpful to understand the nature of the transaction and other parties. You want to, read, you want to get a copy of it and put it in your file because there are gonna be things like witnesses to that signature, notaries, attorneys, title companies, closing agents, handwritten notes, fax numbers, all over that deed. You don't wanna leave it to chance. And when you have that, you can pull all of the other records with that name, mortgages, liens, even for other properties, and put them all together in your investigative file and do what's called a matrix. You're gonna cross-reference all the information from one document to another, names of notaries, names of signatures, title companies, and put it all together. You'll now have a picture of that person's finances. Did they pay off a mortgage? Did they refinance? Did they cash out? You'll see the picture coming together by looking at all these documents as a whole, not just one at a time. What about closing statements? Well, typically the closing statement or a HUD-1 settlement statement are not filed as a public record. However, you may be able to still get that. There are at least eight or nine different people who have a copy of that settlement statement. The title company, escrow company, they have a copy. Both parties to the transaction, the buyer and seller, they have a copy. So if you're investigating, let's say, the seller, and you know the seller won't give it to you, well, contact the title company. Hey, can I get a, title, a copy of this settlement statement? They may say no. Contact the buyer. Hey, you know, a couple years ago, you sold this property to Joe Schmo. We're getting some information, putting it together. Can I get a copy? There are two real estate brokers that have copies of it. The seller's agent and the buyer's agent. They may be able to give you a copy. Insurance companies have copies of that settlement statement. The utilities have copies of the settlement statement. There may be other parties to the transaction, like the lender who had the loan before the property was purchased that got paid off. They had a lien release. They have a copy of that settlement statement. The reason why it's important to look at all those options is that settlement statement is like gold. It has so much financial information, bank account numbers, wire transfers, other parties who got paid out of the settlement, who put money into the settlement, who signed the settlement, copy of the real estate contract. There are just so many pieces of information from that settlement statement that even though it's not available in the first level of searching for real estate records, getting it would be to your benefit. It might take a little bit of persistence to find one of those eight parties to give you a copy, and there's reasons why they might wanna do that. It might be financial incentive that you offer them. It might be doing business with them on another property. It might be many things, but getting that settlement statement is crucially important to a proper investigation there is also other real estate information about a property that can help with investigating a party. One is the permit records at the zoning office. And if you're investigating a person who owns a property or even used to own a property, pulling the permits that they had issued to them even before they bought the property can be helpful to get an idea of the layout of the house. If they pulled a permit you'll know the name of the contractor that they did business with that contractor will have banking information The contractor will know what the structure was of the addition that they built or the work that they did it'll give you blueprints floor plans signatures many things will be on that permit and it will give you an idea of if the if the addition was financed look if you're wondering about a person's financing and you found out they just did an eighty thousand dollar addition on their house three months ago and they paid cash, there was no lender, that tells you something. They had at least 80,000 liquid cash in that moment. So those permits can be very, very valuable. And it gives you another party that you can contact to get records. Maybe that contractor took photos of the work as they were progressing because a good contractor is gonna keep track of the work as it goes to make sure that when there's inspections done, they can show the inspector, look, this is the gauge wire we used or this is the routing of the plumbing, or we put the proper size stud lumber in the walls. They'll have photos, and they might be able to share them with you, and there might be other information in those photos that can help your investigation. Other real estate information has to do with HOAs. HOAs many times gets a full application from every resident in the house to be approved to live in that community. There usually is no statutory requirement to keep those private in the right circumstances they could give that out or they might give it out to the board of that HOA. So those are documents that could be valuable. Insurance documents can be valuable. There's things called a clue report which is a history of all claims that have been filed at that residence by any owner. So if you can get a clue report to find out that a person reported jewelry missing or damage or water intrusion that might give you some valuable information about the person, the people living in the house, the structure of the house, their insurance company, where they might have coverages if you need to notify insurance companies. So don't overlook real estate records. Searching real estate deeds and liens and mortgages can be incredibly valuable to any investigation and even for pre-litigation research on a potential subject. Put your comments below and your questions. Let us know what other information we can provide about investigative research.